0: mind. Awesome. So hello, thanks for jumping in. And on this uh, episode of as the world turns. No, just kidding. On this episode of the beat, the resolution rush holiday challenge, we're going to be talking about fasting. This is the fasting module. uh, By a raise of uh, hand, can anyone tell me what fasting is? 200 bonus points on the on the Nuvita core sync app i'm not sure how to give them to you no one okay good well fasting since y'all don't know is a very sexy way of saying not eating right to abstain from all kinds of food or drink right so a few things people may or may not know um, about fasting we're going to jump into it and in just a sec, the benefits of all of it. But before we do that, let's first talk about toxins. Why is that important? Well, as you'll see shortly, fasting is one of the best ways to mitigate the mass amounts of toxins in our world and one of the best ways to get rid of them. First and foremost, toxins are everywhere in our food, Right, conventionally raised up. Uh, Produce is wrought with pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, and more that are proven to cause cancer, exacerbate immune system issues, cause reproductive harm, and disturb the microbiome. And you think that's just conjecture? Look into the uh, Bayer-Monsanto lawsuit, uh, uh, where the, uh, the parent company of Monsanto, the creator of Roundup, lost a, uh, a, a a civil suit to the tune of $8 billion. That might be higher now uh, in relationship to the use of Roundup and the development of non-Hodgkins, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, pretty serious stuff. It's also found in our water, right? Unfiltered tap water has been shown to contain heavy metals, plastics, animal waste runoff, right? Can lower the uh, IQ in young boys or the fluoride of it, which explains a lot about me. Uh, Three to four points, as it can cross the blood-brain barrier, as well as high amounts of chlorine, which can kill healthy gut bacteria. It's also found in our beauty products. Phthalates found in deodorants, shampoos, lotions, and makeup are hormone disruptors, classified as probable human carcinogens by the EPA, correlated to cancer, birth defects, and many banned in Europe. Also found in our air, it's estimated that 70 million tons of pollution were emitted into the atmosphere in the United States alone. And according to an MIT study, over 88 million people live in areas with air pollutants above the National Ambient Air Quality Standards, leading to 200,000-plus early deaths per year. And as if the outdoor air wasn't bad enough, an EPA study concluded that household indoor household air is three to up to 100 times more toxic than outdoor air, depending the type of household cleaners used, building materials, and consumer products used within the home. Almost there. I think I'm building the case for it a little bit. Also found in our houses and cars, right? Mayo, uh, The Mayo Clinic rated nonstick cookware, or the Teflon coating, and aluminum beneath it to be a top ten carcinogen in the home. And household cleaners are the top poisoning agent in children, followed by cosmetics. And in 2019, nearly one billion calls were made to the poison control centers for guidance on how to mitigate child poisonings. All right, finally, in our electronics, right. Multiple studies by the U.S. Navy, the Ramazzini Institute. National Toxicology Program have demonstrated clear links between radiofrequency radiation, electromagnetic frequency and brain tumors, tumors present in other organs, and behavioral changes amongst humans and animal subjects. And finally, and finally, how could we forget in us and our children? The Environmental Working Group uh, took a blood sample from 10 pregnant women, small but meaningful study, I'd say, And of the 400 toxins studied, an average of 212 industrial chemicals were found in the umbilical cord blood of their newborn babies. Bottom line is we come into this world as toxic. We just can't avoid it. With 80 to 100,000 chemicals just floating around in in our environment, many grandfathered after World War II. Oh, there's that baby. So... What do we do? What is what could possibly be the number one detoxification strategy? Boom, you guessed it. Fasting, at least in this case, we'll talk fasting. All kinds of benefits of fasting that we'll get into, right? Like Paracelsus said, the great, the greatest remedy, the physician within. Fasting has been practiced in every major religion over 6,000 years of text dating back to our Ayurveda, which as I understand is, uh, one of the most, uh, uh, the, the oldest religion that's still practiced today, but the practice of fasting goes way beyond any religion as, um, we were utilizing the practices of fasting in our innate human nature. We would, uh, long before the days of, uh, uh, having uh, a refrigerator in our live in our in our living room or kitchen, we'd have go days without eating. And it was actually pretty beneficial. I wouldn't say we'd want to go back there, uh, but we also have the uh, the um the opportunity to look at the benefits uh, uh, <clears throat> in in modern times. right It's a fa- fountain of youth, as they say. Uh, in two thousand and sixteen, the Japanese scientist Yoshinori Usumi won the Nobel Prize for his work in autophagy, or the practice of cells recycling their dying or damaged parts to regenerate anew in a fasted environment. Autophagy, which means self-eating in Greek, has also been demonstrated to kill off bacteria and viruses by stimulating hyalurphagocyte activity, which are a type of blood cell critical for immune function. like we said, stimulates autophagy, and it supports the liver. And really, when we, uh, when we fast, we aim to champion the liver. And did you know that the liver, liver is responsible for over 500 processes within our body, many related to detoxification, uh, from regulating blood sugar levels, utilizing fat as energy and energy storage, reducing inflammation, and ultimately, the liver is the main detoxifying powerhouse of our body. For example, did you know that our liver filters our entire blood supply every two to six minutes for the entirety of our life, right? Doing so, it removes toxins, bacteria, harmful byproducts uh, of living in our environment. And when we fast, It gives our liver the opportunity to focus on removing the body's already accumulated toxins without adding new ones uh, through food, alcohol, or whatever other offender is coming our way. Really, the fasting helps uh, optimize the liver to be more efficient at doing its job. Among other things, uh, fasting helps tighten up leaky gut. Maybe that's a word that's been thrown around a bit more lately. Um, or intestinal permeability junctions because of stress, certain medications, certain food sensitivities. The intestinal, the small in, lining of our small intestine, right, can get cracks in it and get these little permeabilities, uh, spaces in between the tight junctions of our small intestine. Our small intestine is supposed to be tightly, the villi is supposed to be very tightly put together. But through stress, through a myriad of other reasons, the villi can spread apart and break open fasting is one of the main reasons or supports that can help the junction seal back up because we're not putting more offending substances inside of the body. Bottom line, fasting can be a hormetic, i.e. positive stress on the body, stimulating and initiating uh, stubborn body fat loss, kicking a persistent cold or illness, which we'll learn in a minute, or even supporting long-term issues such as dementia, autoimmune conditions, diabetes and cancer. Yes, awesome. So uh, fasting, I really wanted my aim in this class is to kind of point to a few options of fasting, because I mean, some people maybe by a raise of hand, when you hear fasting, is it sound maybe a little scary? Like, Oh, I don't want to do that. That sounds like, that sounds like death of my social life and my stomach. Don't look at her. That's okay. You don't have to look at her. <laughs> That's all good. That's fine. right? I felt the same way. Um, <clears throat> but Really, when you look at it, there's a number of ways to actually fast. I'm going to keep it very simple, right, with 101. First and foremost, I consider four hours or no snacking between meals a type of fast because it does yield good benefits that start to mimic the fasting uh, process. First and foremost, it supports full gastric emptying, uh, meaning when we eat, right? It takes a while for our body to break down food. It's a very slow process, um, starting with swallowing the food down the esophagus and it sits in our stomach for quite some time, especially if we uh, have uh, a piece of uh, meat or uh, an uncooked vegetable like broccoli. The cellulose wall can be very hard to break down, especially if you have low stomach acid or a condition called hypo or hydria, right? So if Anyone take some Tums before by a raise of hands? If you have heartburn, tum, 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 yeah, there you go. Don't do that ever again for the rest of your life because, because, hear me out now, Tums, um, uh, Pepsin AC, these, um, these uh, proton pump inhibitors actually reduce the strength of your stomach acid. So while it may bring you temporary relief, it's actually weakening your lower esophageal sphincter which, is, uh, which has a cue of when your stomach acid is too low is, is not low enough the lower esophageal sphincter between your esophagus and your stomach opens up. So uh, not eating or not overtly snacking too much um, is a great way to start to yield the benefits of the fast uh, and allows your body more time to digest the food that's already in itself. right also gives you a proper food container that a few people in the challenge look at um, Uh, wanting to snack less. And this is a really good reason not to snack is because you actually do start to feel the benefits of fasting and you say, okay, I'm not going to fast. I'm just going to eat my main meals. Or if you're up quite, quite a bit, maybe one snack, you can sneak in like a piece of fruit, something that digests pretty quickly. Next type of fast, 12 to 16 hours of the intermittent variety. It's been getting a lot of buzz lately. Few benefits now, whenever I say the few benefits, consider the ones above, uh, above the current benefits already in effect, right? So, another benefit is it helps to really stabilize blood sugar. I'm going off on my notes here. Um, uh, fasting, uh, uh intermittent fasting is shown to decrease uh blood sugar by 12% and also lowered insulin levels by nearly 53%, preventing a buildup of insulin, shows it to work more efficiently and keeps your body sensitive to its effects. Also helps reduce inflammation, as in reducing achy joints and blood markers, such as C-reactive protein. Also helps promote quality sleep and morning detox. See, when you give yourself a 12 to 16-hour window, um, by and large, you have to kind of stop eating a couple hours before bed and start eating a couple hours after you wake up And like uh, one of my uh, online mentors, Joel Green said, well, sleeping was the original fast before we knew any better. We're not eating while we sleep. And that's our prime time to detoxify our body. And while we rest, especially if we don't have any food in our body, our body's uh, natural detoxification processes through the bloodstream, through the lymphatic system, will start to pull toxins out of the body and bring it to that famous liver powerhouse for processing. So that morning poo, morning pee, it's doing a lot of good for your body from the night shift, if you will, and works a whole lot better if we don't have food in it, because if we eat too close to bedtime, it can actually swell up our lymphatic system. So, um, and also one of the reasons in, in my experience is not eating too close to bedtime enhances your heart rate variability and lowers your heart rate because if your stomach and digestive tract aren't working as much and you get better sleep, right? Your organs need rest as well. All right, any questions there by a raise of hands? Anybody about this so far? Okay, cool, I'll take you guys, you guys are with it. Next level stuff, types of fast 202. Now we're gonna get into this uh, weekend for those that wanna participate a little bit more of a guided extended fast, right? First and foremost, one of my favorites benefits of a 24 hour fast. First and foremost, we get that increased autophagy aforementioned. which is the benefit of your body breaking down and recycling damaged and dying cell components. Right, and that's one of the best ways for our body to get more efficient at a cellular level is to kind of kill off zombie and senescent cells that are still alive, still requiring uh, energy from our bodies to keep alive. We're in a fasted state. our white blood cells tend to Uh, kill off these kind of senescent cells that aren't doing a whole lot for us, but are kind of taking up space and not paying rent, if you know what I mean. Also increased insulin sensitivity, like we covered uh, briefly. So this is a wonderful way to, again, get your body more sensitive to the times when you do have a rich uh, meal or have a high carbohydrate meal, especially. Your body really knows what to do with it. And because we have between uh, 0.8 and 2 pounds of uh, glycogen reserves in our body, depending on the size of the human, um, you'll be able to uh, absorb more of that carbohydrate intake as you fast because your body is using the glycogen stores uh, within itself. So you have more of a reserve. So you're not uh, tipping and spilling over the top into your fat reserve. Now we're getting into the later ones 36 to 48 hours or more benefits. So all the ones aforementioned, as well as immune system regeneration. Now, we're really getting into um, the benefits when you look at 48 hours, 72 hours. A study, studies by the uh, uh, University of Southern California and Harvard were looking at uh, chemotherapy patients and found that chemo patients who fasted for 72 hours had near complete uh, immune system regeneration in a massive rebound of white blood cells, much more than their kind of control uh, counterparts who are eating regularly. And again, that goes back to the principle of autophagy and the benefits of making our bodies much more efficient and keeping the strongest cells around and removing the senescent ones that are just kind of hanging out. Also increased stem cell production. Uh, this is important, especially for uh, uh, people who have a history of Uh, Alzheimer's, heart disease, dementia, right? I know my, especially that runs close to my family because my grandfather died of a heart attack. My grandmother died of dementia or symptoms of, so the importance of uh, having, being in a fasting state and supporting stem cell production to regenerate our organs is crucial, especially in the brain. For example, did you know that you have a lymphatic system just dedicated to your brain called the glymphatic system, glym phatic system, and it's uh, supported in the presence of fasting as well to remove the um, the waste byproducts of thinking all day and all the sugars that are required to have your brain function optimally. So a lot of benefits there. No matter what you choose to do, it there's uh, there's a benefit so long as you're getting a little bit of space between your meals you can kind of tend to uh, boost up your experience level by level with, I would like to say, relative ease. And also this, to well, also look into a 24 to 48-hour fast. If you tend to drink a lot or eat a lot on a regular basis, especially going out, um, the National Cancer Institute found that the average meal eaten out has 30% more calories, mostly due to the inflammatory oils and the robust amount of oils used. Uh, Which can be uh, very harmful um, uh, to our bodies long term and highly inflammatory. Right. How to prepare for a fast. Right. So, my experience is, and if you look, if you're looking to do a one to two day fast, it would be a great thing to start tomorrow. One to two days prior, right. Start to increase your hydration. Our bodies are between mid fifties to mid sixties percent water. And oftentimes people are chronically dehydrated. Well, that's not going to put you at an advantageous position when you start to fast, because uh, our bodies need extra fluid to detoxify, especially if we're not eating and start to um, uh, experience hunger, which we'll share in a moment. It's important to have our tissues and fluids at the ready. So we don't experience uh, uh, too much uh, vasoconstriction. where We get headaches, et cetera. Also, within that, we want to make sure we're high in minerals, so adding an, a lemon, an extra lemon wedge or two in the waters we drink throughout the day can be supportive, boost up the potassium. Uh, focus on whole food consumption. So if you plan on uh, doing something of an extended fast, um, it's important for the 12 to 16 hour variety, especially if you've never done it before, but an extended fast, especially Focus on your whole food consumption, mostly foods without an ingredient list and start to look at your plate as being able to identify each thing on your plate as more or less a single food ingredient. For example, today I had green beans and salmon. Felt great, awesome. Also had a little bit of whole wheat pasta. That was not a single ingredient uh, item. Shame on me. So keep in mind, uh, working on getting as many whole food single ingredient uh, items in your body as possible. Also help cut cravings for other kind of crappy stuff that might sneak into your diet a little bit on a regular basis. Communicate with your family and friends of your plans. Do not do this at a time when they're expecting you to go to a birthday party, to go out to a bar. Uh, you will not set yourself up for success if they're looking at you going, what do you mean you're doing a fast? It's my 40th birthday, dude. Like what? What is going on? Uh, I've seen it uh, I had to paint my house with my wife, the interior of my house with my wife a couple years ago when I committed to do an extended fast, we almost divorced. It was awful. Uh, so just make sure you, you plan better than I did. Also make sure you schedule easy, non-food and light exertion activities. So plan those ahead of time. Ben and Michelle, if you're planning on doing anything together, wonderful. Make sure it's not a hike up, um, you know, any any severe face in in Colorado. You know what I mean. And also be leading up to that. Stretch your intermittent fast one to two hours. So if you've never really done a fast before, but you want to try and one on, well, tonight to tomorrow, do um, a fourteen hour, and then the next day into Friday, maybe do a sixteen hour, and 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 try it on for a twenty four or something like that. So that way you kind of gets dabble and just kind of find your range, especially. In the beginning, because a 48 hour fast is not something you should do right away, right? You want to be able to build up that muscle just as you would for lifting weights or doing a marathon. You don't kind of go from couch to marathon, you kind of build up your process and confidence. Helpful tips whilst extended fasting, right? Sleep in. This is a wonderful opportunity to rest. Fasts are meant to regenerate our body. We are not in the process or in the space of breaking down. So tell your partner or your friends you're committed to a little extra rest or a lot of extra rest, because this is the time we're going to let our bodies and our livers recover from uh, everything we've been throwing at it for years and years, decades on decades. Another helpful tip: drink a meal every three to four hours, right? That can be uh, no fruit, vegetable juices only. It can be bone broth, uh, which is excellent for collagen and amino acids. You can do an essential amino acid mix, something like that. I'm going to do a little bit of what's called daily nutritional support, which is um, kind of a baseline plant-based protein with a complete vitamin and mineral and like a half packet every three to four hours, just because I don't want to waste away uh, my lean body mass and getting enough amino acids and vitamins and minerals will help cut the stress of the fast that could be present as well as preserve amino acids within our body uh, so we don't lose some, lose muscle mass. It also helps cut the monotony of the fast too, with even a little something to look forward to in drinking with a little bit of flavor. Right. Plan your most rigorous activities and thinking in the morning. If you wanna scan this QR code, um, this will give you the access to what I do many mornings is a lymphatic massage. It's a very simple way to, um, to start to move the tissues of your body, um, and, and in particular, your lymphatic system. So your lymphatic system is the immunity fluid of your body, and it's on a manual pump. Unlike your circulatory system where your blood just moves automatically, your lymphatic system is on a manual pump. So if you don't move, your lymphatic system doesn't move. And when we're doing a fast, we don't want to move a ton. So if you want to scan this QR code, check it out. Real simple. Just kind of take you through. You can use your your fingertips, or you can use like a uh, like a like a soft brush, and just kind of take your body through um, uh, a simple lymphatic massage, going based on your lymphatic junctions. Get sunlight. Some studies show that we have an ability to utilize energy from the sun, not as a food source per se. But if you get sunlight, you get a ton of benefits from uh, the UV rays, from the red, from the full spectrum red light, right, that comes with um, being out in the sun. So get yourself, if the temperature allows in the right time of day in your climate, uh, getting yourself some sun on a fast is wonderfully relaxing and uh, highly beneficial and supportive as an adjunct to the benefits of fasting. Also for that, get your feet in the grass too. So if you have a nice little plot of grass, take off the socks and shoes, get those feet in the grass uh, as another way to help detoxify uh, your body and reduce inflammation. Right? We're going back for a couple of days ago, but execute those movies, go to a play, make phone calls. Just keep your mind occupied at a low level. And it's amazing how fast time will go by uh, when you're not thinking about food. Speaking of that, stay away from the cooking smells of food. Uh, last time we fasted, uh, my wife was smart enough to uh, bake my daughter a pizza, which was torture uh, in the house. So make sure you just kind of get yourself prepared ahead of time. If you're cooking for, uh, for children or Derek, uh, just, make sure it's, just make sure it's food that doesn't have a ton of uh, appealing smell if you can. And finally, remember your why. It can be a little uncomfortable to go through a whole fast, all right? Especially the extended variety. 12 to 16 hours, not too, too bad, but going a whole day sometimes can be challenging. Remember, this is one of the best ways, if not the best way to detoxify your entire body from the barrage of constant toxins it's faced with. Really support your liver, um, keep you on this planet a little bit longer, right? Boost your vitality boost your immune system, help keep your brain sharp, your heart healthy, so much more, right? Remember your big why as to uh, what you're up to with this fast. How to break an extended fast, right? Because a lot of people are like, what do I do next? Well, keep it simple, silly, right? First and foremost, foods higher in sulfur. A lot of people don't know this, but the sulfur in foods is wonderfully supportive for your liver to detoxify. And you can get a liver detox supplement if you go to your local um, uh, vitamin shop. You can absolutely do that. You'll find uh, sulfur-based ingredients in there. Or you can, if you don't mind it, cook some sulfur-based foods. Make sure you cook them well because they can be hard to digest. uh, And if you're not sensitive to them, but broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, that can be a helpful way to break it down, especially in a soup, right? Plant-based soups or smoothies, right? Some wouldn't mind putting in some like low sugar berries Uh, at that point, probably wouldn't do a ton of uh, mango, but doing some strawberries, Uh, red berries are very supportive to strengthen your digestive wall. So if you do have digestive issues, uh, red-based vegetables and fruits can be wonderfully supportive. with Phenols in there to support your small intestinal tract Carmantia, I believe, is the um, the, uh, the highly beneficial um, bacterium that we're out to feed with red produce. Amino acids and bone broth. So again, you don't have to keep it plant-based, but get yourself a nice quality bone broth, heat that up. You can put some plant-based something in there um, uh, if you'd like for a little more sustenance. You just want to be mindful, especially on an extended fast, that your stomach is shrinking. and If you do have previous digestive issues. It's just something to be mindful, not to cut into a steak or an uncooked vegetable. Quality fats, another way to go. Could do some salmon, I suppose, uh, because salmon is one of the foods that pass the fork test. and A good way to look at breaking an extended fast, especially, is if I press a fork into it, will it smush Eggs could be a good one if you're not too too sensitive. I believe some people not not agree with that, but if you're not sensitive to eggs, they're they're pretty easy to digest relatively. Um, just look into that that fork test, right? And um, and that's a pretty easy way to break an extended fast. What to expect when you're fasting? Well, you may already know this, but you're probably gonna experience a little bit of hunger. Maybe no surprise there. Mood changes. It can be moody, especially when you're painting the entire interior of your house. Uh, It's better to say less uh, at times, especially if your mood is changing. Potential discomfort, right? Might be a little bit like um, what's called like a a Herxheimer uh, effect where your body is actually expressing toxins out. And that can be kind of uncomfortable at times. Um, it might it's definitely something to look at if you're feeling a little bit nauseous or unwell. It's not unless you're throwing up blood or something. It's probably not anything to worry about. But a Herxheimer reaction is your body actually started to express the uh, the toxins within it as there's no new incoming uh, substance to manage. Your liver and your lymphatic system are starting to push these things out that have been resting in our bodies and joints. And it ain't necessarily so. Right? I haven't had a Herxheimer uh, reaction. I've done seventy two hour fasts before. can be a little moody, but just kind of relate to yourself as, this is what I'm doing right now, and it's okay. As long as you set yourself up for success um, ahead of time, I actually find it's not not too bad, right? As long as you're 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 managing your environment, uh, none of these may happen. You probably will be a little hungry, but if you have some uh, some some fluids in your uh, at the ready, uh, vegetable-based juices, herbal teas—you like our turmeric teas. Um, it's 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 not too bad, and and unless you you're really trying to go from zero to a hundred, uh, you can kind of see uh, how to play in your range and 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 not overdo your your first fast, whether that be intermittent or one of the extendeds. Health and safety notes: In case of emergency, break glass and eat a cheeseburger. Just kidding, but you can right? Because it's up to you. It's your health. First and foremost, let me get my notes out because there's a few things to share about the ladies, right? Ladies, you should really look at um, fasting to match your hormones, right? Women are much more sensitive to the power of fasting due to a much more variable estrogen and progesterone cycles. You want to kind of vary your fast to meet the influx of your hormones. Two key times, hormones peak at ovulation and the week before your cycle starts. Um, and also when your sex hormones are lower at the start of your cycle and post ovulation. So your fast can be longer, maybe try a 24 hour dinner to dinner with plenty of vegetables, herbal teas, uh, when your sex hormones are, are at lower. And if your sex hormones are at their highest then keep it to the 12 hour variety, especially as if it's your first time. So be very mindful ladies that, um, that it is fair. That you can do a little bit less fasting because we want you to take care of your well being. And fasting can have a powerful impact on what your hormones do. Also, looking at Vata or ectomorphs or the thin boned of us, it's not skinny, it's thin boned, right? Typically, these people are kind of wired hot, if you will. So, um, one, they're not looking to do it necessarily for fat loss, but oftentimes, ectomorphs or people, if you take your wrist, Take your middle and uh, your middle finger and your thumb, and if you wrap it around your wrist and your fingertips touch or wrap around, you're probably what's called an ectomorph or a vata body type. If you can't, if you can't get your fingertips to touch around your hand, you're probably what's called an endomorph or a gaffa. Uh And if you're like me, kind of right down the middle, maybe a little, uh, uh, maybe a little bit of ectomorph, but um, a little more what's called mesomorph or pitta. Your, your fingertip can just touch uh, around your fingertips can just touch around your wrist. So if you're of the variety that um, you're kind of thin boned, oftentimes eight to ten hours is enough because ectomorphs vata is much more prone to stress or the experience of stress. Um, and um, and we don't want that, as we'll see in just a moment. You do not want to fast in a stressed state. It can make it make the practice a whole lot harder and painful, and not beneficial, All right? So less is more there, All right? You heard you heard that word to our highly stressed folk, and here's a little bit more for you. Fasting while stressed, not it. At the beginning of 2022, I did a little biohack and put on a, uh, a glucose monitor for a couple months, and what you'll see there between 7 and 8 a.m., that big uh, noted stress spike was a huge uh, strike spike in uh, cortisol from stress and uh, blood sugar and I was in a fasted state I had a very t- tough phone call to have uh, with a coach of mine at the time she had lots of things to say about my performance at the moment uh, stress me out uh, so as you'll see you don't need food to have elevated blood sugar right that's a misnomer things that can raise our blood sugar high outside of stress hard exercise doing too much exercise um, especially like a hit class, high interval training class can raise your blood sugar and keep it up there. Um, let's see, what else is there? There's a myriad of reasons. to see if they're in here. Blood sugar spike can occur without the presence of food in your system. And chronic stress can keep blood sugar elevated. Oh, hey, honey. My daughter's coming in. Hi, you want to give me a kiss real quick? Oh, hi. Just doing a little class with my... Good night, baby. Little family. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. You also want to set up your fast for success by creating the appropriate environment to mitigate that stress. Awesome. Frequently asked questions. F-A-Q. Can I eat anything? Oh, my God. Can I have something? Well, first and foremost, yes. If you're feeling All kidding aside, serious symptoms from a Herxheimer reaction or feeling super nauseous and it's not going away, you should probably consider breaking your fast gently and slowly with a soup or a plant-based stew, something to kind of get back into your body. You can go back to the drawing board another time Just make your fast a little bit easier and shorter. But if everything's going okay, yeah, you can absolutely have a couple hundred calories of uh, low sugar um, liquids. Right, so I'm going to be doing about 200 calories of uh, nutritional support shake uh, per day. It's just enough to uh, keep my amino acids up, my vitamins and my minerals, like I mentioned. But you can do like a, a celery juice um, if you like uh, herbal teas or any sort of like a, I have a turmeric tea that has like 20 calories in it. I might do something like that, um, but it'll keep you in the game a little bit. And and as long as there's no sugar or or you know kind of carbohydrate. or or fats or essential amino acids is another one yeah you can do a little bit and still remain in the fasted states what about coffee oh my god my coffee like anything it depends anybody here coffee drinkers by a raise of hands this one over here yeah no problem well it kind of depends right for some people actually coffee can raise your blood sugar believe it or not and it does stimulate uh some some cascades uh in your liver, but not for everyone. So I would always say, don't throw the baby out with the bath water. If you're prone to getting a hardcore caffeine headache, give yourself a little cup. I'd say, keep it black coffee. So, and, uh, and organic if you can, but, um, uh, my, my understanding, my experience is as long as you're going to give the fast a try and you think that's the only thing stopping you, give yourself a little bit of coffee, give yourself plenty of grace there. Can I work out? minimally i wouldn't do anything that would raise your heart rate very much giving yourself a walk a little bit of movement especially in the morning like we said before do your most rigorous activities in the morning if you must do something with a little more activity make sure it's in the morning i'm in the middle of an extended fast and don't feel well what's going on well as aforementioned, mentioned it could be a herxheimer reaction which is your body expressing out uh, toxins that have been sitting there dormant or just kind of not being noticed because our livers and our bodies were paying attention to the incoming influx of food or drink. Um, So it's usually nothing to panic about. But if you feel like you absolutely must break a fast, please break your fast. Take care of your well-being. We love you and want you to continue this practice. So if you're not feeling uh, up for continuing, give yourself an easy, graceful exit with a smoothie, with a plant-based soup, um, and just rest. Right, just let let the feeling pass. And once you get something back into your system, it'll typically uh, subside pretty quickly. You're right, awesome. So, what about after the fast? If you want to continue, or you can absolutely stop right there and go about your daily lives, no problem. But sometimes it's helpful to, because you, you already did a 24 to 48 hour fast to continue the results and the practice. So we want to reintroduce some more food, right? Especially if you're, if you have a, a busy job like I do, you're moving a bit, or if you work in a, um, uh, if you, if you work in a, if you work somewhere where you're on your, Thank you, and we're back. Okay, cool. You guys got me? I lost you for a second. Almost there. So you wanna continue results, try this one to three weeks afterwards, right? Try this one to three weeks after your extended fast to keep the results going, right? This is called a uh, a detox, right? Um, so give yourself a smoothie or something liquid based for, for breakfast, a couple scoops of what I like is equal life. I prefer the brand, but it certainly doesn't have to be. Um, and, uh, they, they recommend doing like a liver detox pill, not necessary though. Just make sure you have kind of a liquid based breakfast, like a liter size smoothie or, or a couple cups, cup of, um, berries, cup of spinach, a couple scoops of plant-based protein, um, blend that up with your favorite nut milk and a little extra water and get yourself a nice breakfast. Plant-based lunch, trying to get yourself those five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. For uh, a snack, do yourself another smoothie or a piece of fruit, something light, and then do dinner. You can do paleo style, something to that nature, and uh, and do it all over again. And Do that for another five days after your fast, Monday through Friday. Uh, you can certainly repeat the fasting process if you're really experiencing benefits, especially if you have like skin issues or digestive issues. Might be prudent to do another extended fast over the weekend for one or two days uh, and repeat that a couple times. Then you have yourself a great detox body. Like I said, ta-da, detox body. Awesome. So my friends, with all that being said, Thank you so very much for stopping in, checking out the fasting module. Does anyone have any questions? Talking about it. I think I'm coming down with uh, something that's not allergies, unfortunately. Should I avoid fasting if I'm sick? Well, it depends who you ask. A study by um by Harvard and um, uh, University of Southern California found that when people are when people are going through chemotherapy, it actually helps regenerate their immune system. Uh, fasting does, so it's something to look at. You know, it it depends on what your symptoms are. I would imagine it's not within my scope to say one way or the other. Um, but in my experience, you know, giving yourself adequate vitamins and minerals. Um, some essential amino acids from uh, either from plants or uh, supplements Probably. can be really can be beneficial. So, uh, what do they say? Uh, feed a fever, starve a cold. Is that it? No, no not sure. Right. not sure. <laughs> <I don't> not <know. laughs> sure. <laughs> don't don't take sounds right for uh, for medical literature, but I invite you, uh, Michelle. It you know go based on feeling, of course, um and start. Have you ever done a fast before? Anything, anything, any anything yes. committed before? Uh, okay. You yeah. have before. Okay, how long was your fast? How long was that a week? We did the forty eight hour, and it was a week long. We've done the EquiLife one a couple of times. She oh, did, did it once. I've done a couple. Okay. Got you. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, you have a little bit of background relatedness to it. There's a lot of benefits, you know, above all of that, just make sure you're, you're, you're topped off with, with fluids and, and resting well um, and, and avoid the things that would slow your immune system down, like inflammatory f- fats from, from junk food or fast foods. Um, just keep your food really, maybe really light. So if you're not ready to commit to a, a full fast Michelle, Um, just have the you know adequate nutrition on hand especially kind of easy to digest things like soups and smoothies where your body doesn't have to do as much efforting uh, to assimilate nutrients and it might be might be okay so i if i'm gonna do it i think i want to do it to the extent that i experience all of these wonderful benefits um but when i did it last time i I lost significant weight, like, and I I would like to avoid yo-yoing. So, how can I keep my weight up while staying? Uh, yeah, for sure. Was well, was that when you needed, when you did a forty-eight hour? Yeah, yeah. Maybe do a twenty-four instead of doing one forty-eight. Do two twenty-fours. Like, eat Friday at six, then don't eat till Saturday at six. And then don't eat from Saturday at six till Sunday at six. Um, I totally get the world. I'm a fast, I'm a fast loser as well. So I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my gains. Uh, but if you, if you're feeling like that's something of a concern for you to lose your lean body mass, the um, equal life can be helpful because it's got the, um. it's got, uh, you know, 20 grams of protein per serving do that throughout the day. It's about two of those about 40 grams. Um, and we um, don't, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't have we didn't order any ahead of time, but we do have like other protein powders. Is it better to do protein powder for the matter? I would. would, Well, my thought would be as long as you don't have a sensitivity to like a whey or something like that, yeah, go with it. Um, you know, and you could also, uh, do greens juice for minerals because oftentimes protein powders don't have much besides protein. Equal I like because it's a vitamin and mineral. If you don't have that on hand, you know, do the protein. And get yourself a you know a couple uh, a couple of juices or if you have a juicer just make some juices, um, and uh, and kind of fill in the gaps there. So your your body your body your adrenals your your you know kind of your, one of your stress centers lives off minerals. So if you're kind of mineral depleted by not consuming anything, it could be a little problem problematic. I think. So I'd say proceed with caution. Try it on Michelle. Try it on Ben. And if you're feeling one of those Herxheimer reactions of like, oh, I don't feel good or uh, I feel like I'm, I'm wasting away, well, peel back your fast a little bit. It's no problem. No, I'm all about them. I like them. Uh, um, but question, so let's see. I think Sunday night, I've got to fly to Vegas for a work trip for four weeks. So perfect place weeks. to do a fast. Yeah, absolutely. Vegas. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, fast before and then break fast with a trip to Vegas. No, no don't do that then. Don't do that, Ben. Um, try it out, baby. Like maybe they try the two twenty fours, right? Um, that's that's one of my favorites because you get a lot of the autophagy benefits, and then you get a little break in the action. You sleep with a with a belly full of food, and do it again. Um, also, also, Ben, I would I would suggest prepare on your on your weekend to break the fast with ease. Like have you know if if you're leaving for for Vegas, you know have a soup um, to break your fast and don't eat anything on an airplane. You're probably, you usually do pretty well not to eat on airplanes. You're a little inflammatory, definitely don't you know drink anything outside of water. Um, not sure what you have planned for your Vegas trip, but it, it can be, um, it, you know, city of sin can be very tempting, I would imagine. So if you can bring your own light snacks and things like that on the plane, so you can have an easy come down on your terms. And usually what I recommend to people is control your, control your food while traveling. And it becomes a whole lot easier to know what you're, you're going to get yourself into. Sure. Right on, man. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you. Wonderful stuff. Thank you, Kathy. Any questions? She's good. She's good. I'll see you for that 48 hour, hour fast this weekend. <laughs> you're still on mute. I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear your yes. I'm just kidding awesome team. Well, this was great. Thank you so very much for your time, for checking in. Um you guys were uh awesome to connect with. Thank you for your great questions, and I look forward to uh yeah, seeing you seeing you all, seeing you all you, this bro. weekend.